everybody, welcome to Bite Me Podcast, episode 303. I apologize for... 303 not being last week, but uh, we had a bit of a hurricane down here, and it wasn't necessarily that we couldn't record, but it took up a lot of time. Like, I had to go buy a lot of water and tie things down and move my barbecue and stuff. So, but it's gone and everything's fine. So, no worries there. How are you doing today, Cole? You complain a lot. I do. Yeah. You don't hear me complaining about a hurricane. Yeah. Well, it's because you didn't have one. Um, although you don't know, although that. Colby does live, I mean, not very close, but close to the city of Hurricane. But for some reason, they pronounce it Hurricane. Um, Hurricane. I'm not sure why. It's a, I guess it's the Utah thing, probably. There's a lot of Utah things. Yeah, yeah. So Hurricane Utah. It's down by St. George. Uh, yeah. No, it didn't end up being a huge deal. It was mostly just like really windy and rainy. I lost a tree. Um, Gonna have to do like some like minor repair to my backyard, but nothing huge. Um, it was kind of a, and it was interesting. I'm kind of glad to have the first one out of the way. Anyway, we are going to talk about some video games today. Uh, we'll talk about what Colby and I have been playing. Neither of us actually wrote down what we've been playing, but at least one of those things has been the same. So I guess I guess that'll that'll work. Uh, I, I've been busy. You've been busy. Uh, we have, let's see, some news, um, Stadia, Stadia is in the news. So we'll talk about, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, actually like our first three stories are about, are about Stadia. So we'll do some Stadia news. Um, uh, the fired, uh, well, the person that Nintendo fired for saying they divulged secrets, um, divulged what they're, what they divulged, I guess. Um, they want an apology from Nintendo and have filed suit with the, uh, oh, National Labor Committee. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Sony has huge plans for PSVR. Uh, there's apparently a Horizon Zero Dawn remaster coming out already, which is so weird to me because when I think of Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm like, didn't that game just come out like a couple years ago? And then I realized that time's weird and Horizon Zero Dawn probably came out in like 2017. Not that it needs a remaster five years later, but whatever. Um, my favorite part about that story is the Bloodborne fans are pissed because that's how video games and the internet work, I guess. Uh, the Saudi Arabian government wants to spend $38 million to make you forget that they murdered and cut up a journalist. Um, Star Wars. No, that's not right. <laughs> Sony Stars, which is very different than Star Wars, um, at least in most ways. I mean, I guess there might be some similarities between Star Wars and Sony Stars. I, I don't know what they would be, but... Yeah, whatever. Uh, anyways, they could get you better customer service, which is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but hey, whatever. Uh, and Homeland Security is spending a, a mere $700,000 to try and find the connection between video games and Nazis. Um, I could have given them all that information for like $70. I don't think we needed a study for this one, but whatever. Uh we had questions from Prime Fan turned down for what and Triple Trouble, and then we got a like just a. I'm just going to point games. out it should just be the Spider Man pointing at each other meme. <laughs> you make a valid point, Colby. <laughs> Lots of free stuff. We'll talk about that too. But let's talk about first about. Oh, thank God, Colby's played more games than I have. Uh, just, just ask Todd. Like, I mean. <laughs> He works down the hallway. He's on the left hand door. <laughs> He's the one that has some tattoos that you go like, those are kind of cool and old looking. Um, like, are, would, are those sun, you are say? Those huh. Runes? Would you say those runes? are runes? Um, probably has a, a Punisher tattoo too, or maybe uh, one on his car. 
Anyway. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, why don't you tell us about what we played, Colin, and then we'll, we'll finish it off with Grounded. Uh, I played... So I'm going back like last week. I beat Shadowrun Returns. Uh, real good game. I would highly suggest it. I gotta see if I get um, that running maybe like on my Steam Deck. That seems like it'd be a good Steam Deck game. Yeah. Um, they've also been playing more Breakpoint. I'm I'm to the point where I'm actually like finishing the main quest nice. now. Um, I'm 130 something hours in. Uh, As you do. Uh huh. I uh, have played a little bit of Minecraft co-op with my kid because she is obsessed with Minecraft, and I realized I, I, I more I remembered why I hate playing Minecraft. With kids, <laughs> um, yep, or anyone who isn't me. Yeah, because um, I play Minecraft way differently than a six-year-old plays Shocking. Minecraft. Yeah, I'm like, she's like, let's go explore. I'm like, okay, well, we got to, like, build some stuff first. We got to, like, get a house so we have somewhere that, you know, we can respawn. We got to, you know, get torches. We got to do all this, like, you know, we should probably have, like, pickaxes. And so I have to do that. And then while I'm doing that, hear the constant whining of, let's go explore. <laughs> um, so, you know, but... uh it's been fun. I, I like Minecraft. I will never forget the time where I spent hours building this like giant, cool, like glass globe. Like it, it was, it was really neat. And uh, Carter went in and filled it up with pigs. I don't know why, but I came back <laughs> and I'm like, why are there like 200 pigs in my very cool architectural architectural marvel? And he's like, I don't know, pigs. I'm like, uh huh. I'm glad to see that that is a like constant because like she plays on her own and i don't know how many times she's like look at my house i'm like why is it like lagging so much because there's so many animals in your house <laughs> yeah she was playing yesterday and she died and she's like oh won't let me respawn at my house i'm like it's probably because there's too many animals in your house and that was literally it that it could like she couldn't spawn at her bed because there were so many animals packed into her house that her bed was like not being used by animals, but was covered. In That's animals. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've played Minecraft. I mean, I don't know what I can say about Minecraft. If you haven't played it at this point, what are you doing? I don't know. What have you done yeah, with your life so far? Uh, I started up adventure pals. Game's great. Um, yeah. Well, it's, oh, that game's fun. And there's some really like, I, it, it's cute. And yeah, I like the, like, it reminds me kind of of adventure time, yeah. just like that kind of thing. But it's like kind of repetitive. It is kind of repetitive. And like there's not a whole lot of like difference. So I mean, I played it for a couple hours and like the bad guys are kind of the same. Yeah. You do the same thing. I guess for um, those of you who have not played it, it's like a platformer. But you have a giraffe that hangs out with you. Uh -huh. And so like he's uh -huh. in a backpack. So when you need to like jump over big things... He comes out and does he use his tongue as a helicopter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like the game is that is worth the price of admission. Getting to helicopter yeah. with a giraffe's tongue, I'll be honest. It's fun, but it's like an eight to ten hour game. Yeah, it's a lot. And I don't think I'll end up beating it. Like if it was like six, maybe, but like like I said, it's when I went to the second island and I'm like, oh, it's more <laughs> second the same verse. As the first. Like, huh. Um yeah. I haven't really played it since then. Yeah. So. I kickstarted that game. Nice. Oh, yeah. um, I thank you. You're I welcome. 
Uh, and then what did we play together? Cliff? We played Grounded, um, which just Ooh. like I mean, which is weird to say because like it seems like game's been out forever, um, but it actually uh-huh. just came out of beta, so like the 1.0 version came out. Um, it's it's good. It is. I mean, it's absolutely, honey. I shrunk the kids in video game form. Um, Colby and I get beat up by spiders a lot. Um, I mean, like I would say the good part of it is, is it's a super fun open world that really does kind of like guide you gently towards what it wants you to do, gives you some quests, but lets you kind of play around in this really cool, honey, I shrunk the kids kind of way. The downside we'll say about it is has maybe not the worst controls, like it controls fine, but the like way you manage your inventory, the way you manage like your hot bar, the way you manage what you're picking and holding up is just obscenely bad. It's just shockingly bad. Um, but oh, yes. yeah, but like it's got a, a pretty deep building mechanic, which seems interesting and maybe not interesting at the same time. I'm gonna have to see like once we get kind of some more stuff, how much I like that. Um, I, so I've, I mean, I won't say I've beaten the game, but I played it not that long ago. Uh, I mean, like it was, I would say probably 80% finished from kind of what I can tell. Um, And the, the, the building never really got like, Oh man, I've got to do that kind of thing to me. It very much felt like, okay. Like, you know, it's, it didn't get real like difficult or obtuse or anything like that. Like some of the, some of the stuff you have to get, it seems like I'm like, man, like that's going to take a while, but it wasn't, it was pretty much like any other game like that it, where, you know, it does. I think once you get farther in, some of the stuff is a little bit harder to get, but it's not, I think it it's not bad. does suffer from that problem. That a lot of those kind of games have where they're like, Hey, you need to get some of this stuff. I'm like, Hey, you know, what would be awesome if I had the slightest idea of what that was or where I got it. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I've yeah. always said, like, if you're a little teeny indie game, you can get away with that. You can get away with, you know, people are going to have to have, you know, a website open at the same time they play your game to to do it because I get that, you know, there's there's a scale there. But when you're a first-party Microsoft, you know, studio, there probably should be a little bit more information in-game about how that stuff works. Um, yeah. Or, or the quest lines should move you through i mean like even better than that would be is if the quests pushed you through what you needed to know in order to do it but i mean we're we're very much at a point where there's a bunch of stuff they're like hey you need this thing and i'm like that's awesome i have no idea what it is and thank goodness that colby has actually played this before because he usually does know what it is but you know it is what it is i mean it's it's very enjoyable um it's a it's a it's a very fun game so check it out it's on game pass just like everything i, I is. think it could i it does well in like it could have been what was that game we played where you had to like collect those little dudes game we had to collect those little dudes like you were on the island and you were like kids and you had to collect like little guys that were like sleeping underground oh yeah i didn't know you played that not that we played together but that we yeah. played and they like f- yeah we played it together sleep little kids sleeping underground it was a game pass game Huh. I don't remember what it was called. It's not but, the ones uh, where like a bunch of things follow you around. Because we played that one separately, have... I think. I don't think that one had co-op. I don't. I think it was that one where you had to like build like a base for your little guys. 
No. I don't know. We'll 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 try and remember. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't I don't remember what it was called, but uh that one had similar mechanics to grounded but was way over complicated and bad. <laughs> so Yeah, definitely worth playing. It was, it it's fun. Uh, let's see. Next up, I guess I should mention Dylan is not here. Um, he had other stuff. It's he's not just being very quiet. Um, Do you want me just to pretend to be Dylan? No, I think that might be disrespectful to okay. the real Dylan. Um. Hmm. Anyway, you know, we'll we'll get that out of the way. Uh, Patreon, big shout out to all of our patrons. You can become one too by going to bitemepodcast.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash bitemepodcast, whichever you prefer. They both work. Uh, we have a newly minted one, three, ten, and $110 tier. Uh, $110 lets you advertise on this podcast for a donation to our Extra Life team, which is coming up very, very soon. I think Extra Life is actually like... A month from tomorrow, I want to say. So, um, ironically, it is also the day that, like, everything in the world happens. Um, like, for the last three months, I've been going, like, ooh, that sounds super fun. We should do that. I'm like, oh, it's the same day as Extra Life. Cool. Um, one of, like, one of Colby and I's a band we really, really like, Drive by Truckers, um, are doing a free concert, like, 45 minutes from my house on, on the 5th. So, what do you do? You know, you could just push it a week. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might. I need to talk to uh, talk to Hans and see what his his plans are. We'll we'll see. Um, anyway, that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about Patreon. Go there, donate to us, help us uh, keep the lights on, pay the software we use. We appreciate it. Um, if you are a ten dollar patron, you are a producer, and we say your name every single episode. So big shout out to Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and Rich Deacon. You guys are all fantastic, as are all of the rest of our donors. Thank you again. Go to Patreon.com/slash/BiteMePodcast to uh, set up that monthly recurring donation. Um, like I said, Extra Life is coming up. You can go to BiteMePodcast.com slash Extra Life to either sign up or donate to our team. Um, we're trying to raise, I think, $6,000 this month, and we've raised fifty. So there is a ways to go, but that's fine. We're, we're a month out. So I was hoping you met $50,000. Yeah, no, unfortunately not. Um, but, uh, you know, we would love to have you come play with us on, uh, like I said, sometime in the 1st of November. Um, but, uh, you know, if you don't have time, we would gladly accept your donation as well. All right, Colin, it's news time. You ready to talk about some news? News. All right. So first up this week, um, I don't think I don't know. This is one of those. This is one of those things that I'm like. I don't think anyone was surprised to hear that Google is killing Stadia. Um, I was shocked. Um, they're they're shutting it down. Um, the first of next year, I believe. The last day will be January 18th, 2023. Um, they reveal that Stadia hasn't gained the traction with new users that they expected. And so they're 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 shutting it down. And I would argue it's because they've done an absolutely terrible job of telling people what Stadia is and promoting Stadia and showing people what Stadia could be really good for. Um but but maybe that's just me. Um they'll continue to white label the Stadia products but uh i i don't know i'm just i'm very disappointed to hear that it's going away because i think it had so much promise um that they just they just screwed up to be frank um like i think i, I don't think stadia was 
too soon. I don't think that Stadia was too difficult. I don't think it was anything but just like poorly done. I mean, is that is that does that make sense to you too, Call? Yeah, I mean, it was they put it out there and just I think basically went like, nah, yeah. it'll be fine, or nah, more nah, we don't. Care. Right? I don't know. Colby sent me a uh, an article today, um, or not? I guess I guess by article that would be um, it was a tweet or maybe two tweets, um, and like an article. It's like it's like a really short article, super short article that was from a couple of guys who had worked inside of Google and they said that one of the problems with with Google is that just one of them yeah one of the many problems with Google is that um, internally to Google the only way you can really get promoted is to work on a team that launches something so they they take a lot of um, they put a lot of, of importance on launching a new product or relaunching a new version of an old product. And so if you really want to get ahead there, you have to be on a team that does that. And there's nothing um, promotion-wise that will help you get ahead at Google in staying on a project and helping it get better. There's nothing there's you don't get anything for fixing bugs. You don't get anything for improving an existing product. So they say what happens often at, internally at Google and why you see so many of their projects fail is they get the best the brightest best engineers um, to launch a product and then as soon as it's launched they all leave and go do something else where they can make more money essentially um, or you know get more we launched a product point so that they can um, you know, essentially that's how their bonuses are done. It's how their, their promotions are done. And so what happens is on a product like Stadia, you're left with the not best and the not brightest who can't get on a, a new team. So things just languish. Things don't, don't work very well. So I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a real bummer. Um, I guess the, the one like shining point out of this and it's it's been the reason that I've never I mean I think I think everyone I've ever talked to on this podcast said like saw Stadia and said like nah not gonna get into that because I don't want to lose a bunch of money in two years when they shut down and that is not gonna happen so if you bought um, Stadia hardware through the Google Play Store. If you've bought games, if you bought added, if you bought add-on content, you'll get that all refunded to you. What I don't think you'll get is if you've been a subscriber. I don't think you'll get that money back. So it's only for things you purchased, be that games or DLC, or like if you bought the Stadia controller, um, you'll you'll get that back. But uh, do you, you see the story about the guy in Red Dead? You know, I've heard a, I, I read about that, and I read about a guy doing Destiny, but I, I don't know the details. There's a guy in Red Dead who had put four thousand hours into oh, wow. Red Dead, I believe, online, and was like basically like begging to Google, like, "Hey, can you please just like transfer my character or something? Because I've, I've put four thousand hours into uh, the, you know, Red yeah. Dead." Yeah, um, and that was actually one of the, the next things we we're going to talk about is that um, Ubisoft 
um, Bungie, like a lot of, uh, it seems like it, there's a pretty good Destiny user base on Stadia because the game was free, I think, um, and you could play it there without having to own a PC or a, a console. And so a lot of people played played uh, Destiny there. And I think there was a lot of people that would like stream and say, hey, I'm streaming on Stadia. If you want to play with me, like just follow this link and we can all play together. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, when it really worked, it really worked. Um, but apparently a bunch of gaming companies right now are like, first of all, we're very surprised about it. Did not know. Like, like the folks at Bungie did not know that Stadia was getting shut down until we did. Um, everyone kind of found it at the same time. So they're working really hard to figure out how they can get those game saves, those game progresses off of Stadia and onto you know, PC or console. But like, I think a lot of the problem was, is, um, or what a lot of the problem will be is, is that the Stadia version of games was often significantly different than the not Stadia version, which is why like with Destiny, like Destiny's got cross-play and cross-progression everywhere. You can play it on your PC, cross-progression over to your Xbox, and so on and so forth, but you couldn't do that with Stadia because it was a different version of the game. It was completely different. That's also why Google paid companies, paid developers to port their games to Stadia because it wasn't, it wasn't a matter of um, just, you know, like... It is absolutely not true that like if you have one version of a game, you can just like save as to the Xbox or save as to the PlayStation. It does take time to port it, but apparently the the Stadia port was significantly harder, and so Xbox or I'm sorry, uh, Google was actually paying developers to port their games over to uh, to Stadia, which is kind of um, unusual. Um, but at the same time, like a lot of those devs did not know about this either. Like they found out, I mean, there are tweets all over the world that, uh, uh, of developers who literally have games coming out, um, in the next month or two on Stadia that they don't get to launch. Um, a Tangle Tower was literally supposed to launch in two days. Um, and I mean, it's still launched. It'll just launch for two months. Um, the, uh, you know, Mike Rose, who is, the, he's a uh, part of, um, oh shoot, they did like Descenders. They do a bunch of cool video games. Um, has a game coming out in November. And like, he's worried now that not only will that game maybe not come out, but Google won't pay them the money that they were supposed to get in order to bring out that game. In November, so like it appears that it was just kind of a a mess across the board. Like Google, I mean, I'm sure Google thought about the repercussions of it, um, but didn't didn't really take care of their their gamers, didn't really take care of their developers or their partners. Um, from what I understand, they laid off essentially the entire Stadia team 45 minutes before they put out a press release. So, you know, I don't. We have never on this podcast been anything but certain that that Stadia would go away someday. Uh, there was just no way. I mean, from day one, uh, we were all pretty sure that it would go away someday. We, I think most of us thought that uh, GameStop would go out of business first, but uh, 
no one can remember exactly where we all fell in that betting pool. So, see, and I, I think that I assumed GameStop would just stick around like some sort of zombie. I mean, like, like, like Radio Shack like stayed around way longer than it should, and I pictured GameStop yeah, would do that too. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes till they can no longer liquidate, you know, assets, <laughs> and that does make sense. Um, but I think at the same time, I think. Like, I don't, have you ever played Stadia Call? No. It's it's great. I mean, I've never been, like, sour on the service itself. Like, I've been... The, the very first time I booted up... Because um, if, you, if you recall, um, before Stadia even became a service, Google did, like, a test where they're like, hey, just go to this uh-huh. URL and you can play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, the first time I did that, it was able to boot up Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my MacBook Air, which can't run anything um and was able to play assassin's creed odyssey um gorgeously on a low-end mac p you know mac um i've been saying like hey stadia is pretty dang cool um the the technology is great the way it works is great the ability just to pop open stuff in a browser is great i mean it's uh, everything i've ever said about game pass i would also say about stadia to me the the thing they missed was you can't expect people to buy games on it as well. Like if they'd, if, if, yeah. if Google had come out two or three years ago and said, essentially made the same value proposition that NVIDIA is making is that you can just play your Steam games, pay us 10 bucks a month and play all your Steam games on Stadia. Like they would still be doing great right now, I think. Um, because people don't want to buy a walled garden game that they can't play anywhere that their games don't, you know, transfer anywhere and they can't play with any of their friends anywhere else. But if they'd been able to say, play your Steam games on this service, play online with your friends like you do anything else, you know, we'll have cross progression, cross play. I think it would be a completely different thing. And I don't know, I don't know if Google just, if it's like a hubris thing, if it's a trying to break into a market they don't understand thing, if it's like, hey, this is just an experiment and see what happens thing. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, and I don't know if anybody knows, but it's a bummer. Like, it's I hate to see technology go away like this, and I hate to see like there's a number of games that come January 18th do not exist anywhere else. Like, they yeah. go away. There's no way to play them past January 18th, which is like from a game preservation standpoint, um, always very, very, very disappointing. So, and I mean, a lot of a lot of great developers got kind of cast aside by this too the folks that made uh what was that game that we both really liked called the the like alien for it, we played it on game pass planet mm-hmm. no what was it called it's something like forbidden something yeah give me three seconds i can tell you what it One. is journey to the savage planet Dang. um yeah i mean like google bought that entire studio said, hey, we're making you, you know, Google Stadia developer number two, and then just, like, threw it away, like, two months later? You know, like... Yeah. And they reformed as another studio, but, like, how much momentum have you lost? How much, you know, how many sales have you lost? Yeah, You know, will there be a, a sequel to that game? Because that game was great. It absolutely should be a sequel to it. So, yeah, it's just a... It's just a bummer across the board. And, like, I mean, I I know one person specifically, but I'm sure there are a number of them who that's how they play video games. Um, 
you know, that is how they do their gaming. Um, it's convenient for them because they're, you know, somewhere in a, in a location where they can't play video games, but they can play on their phone. Um, and it's a bummer to lose, to lose that option. So what do you do? I guess, um, in completely unrelated news, uh, a couple, a couple months ago, Nintendo fired a developer and he he's making a complaint right now to the National Labor Relations Board saying that he was essentially fired for um, asking, he's saying he was fired for asking questions about um, unionization. So he was at a, uh, his name's Mackenzie Clifton. Um, I think he, I apologize, I think... Uh, they go by they. So, but they were at a meeting and asked the question of what is Nintendo of America's view on the growing unionization <laughs> trend within uh, gaming during an online public meeting. Um, and they said that the answer to that was essentially, hey, that's a real downer question. Like, <laughs> like why are you harshing our buds, oh, man? <laughs> why, why, are you, why are you bumming us out, man? And then he was fired a month later, or they were fired a month later. Um, their official reasoning was that they had tweeted the following tweet and that this was disclosing confidential information. And the tweet was, in today's build, someone somewhere must have deleted every other texture in the game because everything is now red, just like pure red. It's very silly. And apparently that... New Legend of Zelda confirmed. <laughs> right? Um, Nintendo has a very strict social media policy um, to the point of where most people or a lot of people that work for them don't post on social media at all because it's so easy to get fired working there, which to, to me also says like, hey, how, what do you guys think about the growing unionization trend within the gaming industry? Mm-hmm. Um, I've never worked anywhere that like just innocuous tweeting could get me fired. Like I'm sure I've, I've, probably tweeted things while working places that if my coworkers knew about it, I would potentially be fired. Um, but like, that seems like an absolutely nothing tweet like that. That says nothing gives away nothing. He did not mention the game. He didn't mention anything. Um, I don't know to me, like it, uh, it sounds like he probably at least has a complaint that, you know, he was fired for, for union activities. We'll see. Um, he is, uh, I believe they are requesting a actual apology from Nintendo, which seems unlikely. I wonder, I wonder if he can be fired for union things or, or if he, if he has a, a case because he didn't ask about unionizing. Yeah, he asked about what he they he didn't, thought about it, what they yeah. thought. He didn't say like, Hey, what would you guys say if we formed a union? Mm-hmm. You know, he said, what do you think about, you know, the recent union things, which makes me wonder if they will just say, well, like we didn't fire. He didn't even say that he wanted to form a union. How could we possibly have fired him for doing that? I don't know. Like really that, that being said, I had a manager tell me that if I talked about uh, unions that I could be fired, I'm like, no, 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 I can't. You want to know how much money I make too? I'll tell you that as well. (laughs) Just gross. Like, the gaming industry desperately, desperately, desperately needs more unions because the video game companies sure aren't going to fix it themselves. Uh, PSVR. So 
it's coming next year. Um, as we've already said, it will be incompatible with old games. I think that's a, <laughs> a thing to remember. Um, they are putting, they are, they're going to be ready, Colby, to have 2 million units at launch. How many did they sell of the original one? I don't know. How many, how many did they sell? I, I thought it was only like a million and a half units. Let's see. Oh, shoot. They've sold 5 million of those. Uh, have huh. I? Maybe, maybe I am the one who's stupid here, Cole. I did not, I did not think. I, I figured two million was a, a pipe dream, um, but apparently, yeah, as of twenty twenty, they've sold five million of those. So, I don't know. Um, to me, I like I said, I I very much question uh, something that you have something to that you have to for with wires when that is an outdated well, technology. And currently. my assumption is is that you can't. Attach it to a PS4. I assume you have to attach it to a PS5. Yeah. I meant PS5. <laughs> yeah. You um, can, but I, I meant PS5. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> so. You can't attach it to a Nintendo. So, you know, I, I, I will, I will, I will say here that I am. I maybe misread this a little bit. I thought 2 million was ridiculous. Um, but I think I'm basing that on. My understanding of how VR was selling a couple of years ago. Um, apparently, PSVR has sold five million units. The Quest Two, like the specifically the Quest Two, has shipped ten million units. So that's that's honestly a lot more VR out there than I would have thought. So I guess you're watching real time as I change my mind. Um, good for them. I mean, if they think they can sell two million, I I would still say, man, don't buy one of those. Buy a Quest Two, like. It's the platform's just better. Like being able to not have wires unless you want wires is is really a better solution. But maybe maybe this will work. Like go for, go for it, Sony. That's what I'm saying. Uh, in other Sony news, Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a PS5 remaster. Um, that game was gorgeous on the PS4. I do not know why it needs a remaster five years later. Um, I guess the answer is so they can sell a new $70 game. Is that is that the answer? Are people up in arms about this? Because, you know, like the same way they are, that like Skyrim is being sold again. <laughs> Did you hear about Skyrim on the, the uh, Switch, though? It's a no. $70 game on the Switch. <laughs> on the Switch? Uh -huh. <laughs> I no, maybe it, it wasn't Switch. Skyrim. Maybe it was... Oh no! What was it? It wasn't more. Did Morrowind just get released? I don't think okay, so. Okay, hang, hang on one second. This is this. We're doing this podcast live, right? Let's see. Seventy dollars um, switch. Yes. A seventy dollars version of Skyrim quietly appears on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> the Skyrim anniversary edition is seventy dollars on the Switch. I don't know. <laughs> it has uh, all the DLC and that new fishing mod yeah, yeah, the... and all that stuff. But yeah, so 70, 70 bucks on the Switch. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, that's a thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think the thing is, is when, Horizon, when Horizon Zero Dawn came out, it was already like pretty great. On the PS4, it ran at 2K. 
So, I mean, I guess, yeah, you can bump it up to 4K, but, like, does... I, I don't care. I mean, maybe other people care, but I can't imagine paying $70 for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, like, next year? <sighs> no. It's a great game. Um, I, I guess if I would say if you want to play it looking better, play it on PC, probably. Um but whatever. Um, my favorite part about this, though, is that people like this is this is so ridiculous to me. Horizon Zero Dawn gets announced as having a, a re-release, a game made by a third party. Like it's made by Guerrilla Games, so it's not made by Sony. And Bloodborne fanboys are pissed off because that's coming out instead of a Bloodborne remaster, a game made by From Software. Um Makes sense. I know that there are Xbox fanboys. I know that they do stupid things. But I don't hear about the stupid things they do nearly as often as I hear about Sony fanboys doing stupid things. Is that is that a fair statement? Maybe. I, I, I don't... There's, there's horrible people everywhere. They're all dumb. Anyway, that one was particularly dumb. Um, speaking of dumb, the Saudi Arabian government wants to buy a quote-unquote leading game publisher. They have twelve or $13 billion earmarked to uh, purchase a leading game publisher um, along with uh, another like $25 billion investment that they want to slam around into the game industry. They want to get really hard at esports and... It's all because they want to diversify their economy. They they should buy uh, they should buy the 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 game that Rhode Island owns. <laughs> so that... Oh, Kurt Schilling! I heard him making an ass of himself somewhere on the internet the other day. I don't re- not on Twitter. <laughs> Did he get kicked off Twitter? I believe he's ah on perfect. Um, I I would say that. Between Saudi Arabia's urge to get into gaming, their urge to like build their own PGA tour, um, they might just like I, I don't know what you call it when they when you do this, but like you know, like greenwashing is when a company tries to like rehab its image and make it look all nice and pretty and environmentally sound. Um, this is that with just trying to distract the fact that. They have washing the literal yeah, blood from literally your hands. the literal blood from your hands that your country has horrifyingly bad human rights um, issues. Um, like, I mean, when when did women get to drive in Saudi Arabia? It was like 2019, 2018, maybe. Um, you know, it's just not a great place. But for some reason, they are still like. Right up there with our, our our good allies in in the Middle East, and I just we should we should sell them more weapons. I just don't understand, man. Um, like I how 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 bygones do bygones have to be before you say like sure Saudi Arabia it's fine. <laughs> it was just one journalist. Just one journalist. And I mean, sure you hacked him into little teeny pieces and. <laughs> Pieces, just pieces, just little pieces. Um, or to shreds. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Anyway, like, I think that Saudi Arabia is continuing to try and, like, make their image better and their uh, their attempt to create a video game industry inside of Saudi Arabia and 
to try and distract from the fact that they are awful is uh, is pretty terrible. But I'm guessing thirty eight billion dollars will will uh, probably buy them a lot of a lot of good stuff. I'm sure. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. It's terrible. Uh, Sony PlayStation Stars is the I don't know. What is Sony PlayStation it's Stars? It's like Microsoft Rewards, but for Sony. Oh, right, um, right, right, right. If you are in the fourth tier in Japan, so it, it just launched in Japan. It hasn't launched over here yet, um, which you get by buying games and uh, earning trophies and stuff. Um, you get priority customer service so like the more you're willing to spend as a as a playstation stars member the better customer service you'll get like literally they will let you jump the queue um when asking for customer service which like i think we can probably all understand that yes there are a lot of places that have like vip service or you know something like that but i don't know if if buying video games should get you like a better spot in the queue for i mean it's it's video games it's not life or death it's really it's really not great um i don't know but so 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 far playstation stars has been kind of i don't want to say opaque but it is not nearly as i mean don't get me wrong. I think Microsoft Rewards is confusing as everything. Like the the number of weird things you can do to get Microsoft Rewards is not just like it's not it's not simple. But uh, theirs has been kind of confusing as to what you get and how you can redeem those for things, and you know what gets you points and you know all this stuff. So I, I don't know. It it seems like. It seems like not great, but we'll see. When it comes to the United States, we'll see. Um, coming, I think, uh, I think it's coming. I don't think there's a, a, a firm date, but I think it's in the, supposed to be in like the next two months. So we'll see. Uh, finally, U.S. Homeland Security is going to spend <laughs> about three quarters of a million dollars to investigate radicalization through video games. And I mean... Seems to me like all you need to do is just go hang out and, I don't know, probably just choose a random Discord server and switch off every 10 minutes yeah. and you'll find find the Nazi one pretty quick. Or just go to Steam and, and look for any of the, like, Nazi Steam groups, white supremacist Steam groups. It really doesn't seem like they'll need $700,000 to find the, the link between... <sighs> go into like i don't know discord like <laughs> control f 1488 uh -huh. call it good uh according to them over the past decade video games have increasingly become focal points of social activity and identity creation for adolescents and young adults god that's a mouthful of just something relationships made and fostered within game Ecosystems routinely cross over into the real world are impactful parts of local communities. Correspondingly, extremists have used video games and targeted video game communities for activities ranging from propaganda creation to terrorist mobilization and training. Um, they're trying to, to create a, a set of best practices um, to monitor and evaluate extremist activities as well as a series of training workshops. Um, maybe... I. Maybe 
we should just like be shutting down those discords. Like maybe maybe that's the better yeah, way to do no. it. Because you know what acts Free speech well, stuff. and yeah, I mean, sure. Um, I mean, except that they probably break all sorts of uh, yeah. you know rules on Discord, and free speech doesn't apply to private. You know. I think well, the worst part about this is you know what's going to happen is at some point in time, someone's going to shoot up a church or a mall or a whatever, and they're going to be have white supremacist ties. And is it going to come out that the FBI has been monitoring that Discord for the past three months? And sure, they knew it was going to happen, and they, they knew something might happen. And man, sorry, we missed that. Real bummer. I mean, I don't think it really matters considering that like every like mass shooter is like, oh yeah, the cops knew about him, but uh, what are you going to do? Right? What are you going to do? I, I, I mostly like, I don't see like, yes, I think that video games are possibly a problem in that, that respect, but like I can think of way bigger problems that maybe Homeland Security should be looking <laughs> into. Uh, I could give them names. Yeah. Like me personally, like I, I'm a nobody and I could go like, Hey, here's some people that like, I don't know, look into their yeah, followers. Yeah. Like, and it would be a lot easier than like, I don't know, video games or costumes? Well, I think, I mean, yes, absolutely. Yes. But I think that they're like, I think what they're seeing with video games is it's taking, it's radicalizing people that were in no way radicalized before. Um, yeah, but I mean that's everything yeah. like that. That's yeah, Twitter. That's true. That's Facebook. That's you know like all of those things. Like I don't quite like I. I think that yes, like I said, I think uh, video games are a you know thing that you know you could be radicalized in. But like I would guess that there are way bigger fish I don't to fry. Know. Um, I like you probably know better than I do. Um, but I hear. Like I hear Discord come up all the time. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But Discord is not. Well, video but this was specific. Anymore. This was this was looking at video games and Discord. So yeah, um, I mean, like Discord has become that its is own true. thing where yeah. it is. It's not necessarily you know, just about it, video it's games. Basically, IRC yeah, at this that point. That is really true. Um, I'm old. Gosh, man, you and me both. <laughs> all right, uh, questions. You ready for some 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 questions? Call. There's not many. There's just three. I think you'll be fine. Are you are you ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm I'm Vinny. Yeah. Hey, I got no questions. Vinny. He's busy. That's fine. Hey, I'm Prime fan. I got there questions. You go. He wants to know what the first video game you ever played was. Hey, I don't remember because I'm 40 and have been playing video games since I can as long as I can right? remember. So something on the Commodore. I, I wonder if guess. it was for me. It probably was for you because I mean, like you were yeah. very young. I mean, you were. You got a, you got a Commodore when I was one. Th yeah, because what you got an eighty-two. Yeah. So I mean, you were so eight I was months old. Yeah, born six months old, seven months old. Uh, yeah, so odds are good that was the first place you played video games is some Commodore game. For me, it was probably some arcade game, um, yeah. but I don't remember what. Um, I would guess it was Pac-Man or I have a very – what year did E.T. come out? Do you know? Uh, yeah, so about the same time. Um, but I, I have a very distinct memory of um, going to see a movie, and I don't think the movie was E.T., like, this is so weird, man. Like, my memory is so bad, but I have such strong memories of certain things. Um, I remember seeing King Ralph in the theater down to, I remember 
what clothes I was wearing when I saw King Ralph. I can't remember mm-hmm. shit, but for some reason, my brain's like, hey, you want to remember what you wore to King Ralph and where you saw it in right? the theater? I'm like, no, no. I, there's I can be remembering like, math. Oh, nope, nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Can I can I get, like, at least long division or something? Yeah. Like, no. I distinctly no. remember going to see a movie. And like I said, I don't know what movie it was, but you remember that, that uh, Neil Diamond song that was like, I don't think it was from E.T., but like it was very E.T. adjacent, the like turn on your heart light song. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll listen to that after the podcast. I'm like, I'm like forever in blue jeans. <laughs> I, um, I remember hearing that song on the way. So I'm guessing like 82-ish. And I remember like there being a connection to that in E.T. But I remember at the movie theater playing Battlezone, um, like in the arcade. Mm. So I'm not saying it was Battlezone, but it was probably Battlezone. Or I remember playing like Centipede in the arcade. I remember playing um, uh, at our at the the rest home that our great grandfather was in. They had a uh, uh, a Pac-Man table, so I remember playing that. But that was like when I was probably six or seven, so I would have already had a Commodore by then. Um, but yeah, you know, old arcade games, some, some old arcade game from the the early eighties was probably the first one that I played. So, yeah. And like, I remember looking at the, the soundtrack to ET and I came across the Jim Carroll people who died. Wait, really? I'm like, that was an ET? <laughs> Apparently. I'm like, uh, uh, like I remember you know, when I was really young video games, but I don't remember the first one. I remember what was it? Beach. Oh yeah. Was that? Yep. Uh, I remember frantic Freddy. I remember, uh, what was the golf game? I always said it was links, but it's, I don't think it was links. I think it was called something else, but I I thought it was links, but I, I could be wrong. Uh, but, uh, it, uh, I remember playing games, but I, I honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, it's just too long was. ago. Like, I mean, that's that's the reality is I'm that. just too old to really remember. So that's all right, though. Um, apparently, that song was inspired by E.T. It was not <laughs> from the <laughs> E.T. soundtrack. <laughs> it is called Heartlight. I, I would like to know. I want like a, I don't know, documentary on Neil Diamond seeing E.T. and being like, God damn, I got to write a song about this now. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Turn down for what? Travis, he wants to know what skills have you developed in video games that have helped you in real life? Do you have any, do you have any like transferable skills from your video game life to your real life, Colin? Um, I've just pushed that depression down. Is that yeah. <laughs> um i don't know like i can shoot a gun real well I, i'm assuming <laughs> just based off everything i've learned from the news i don't think that actually transfers um i mean i was i am pretty good at shooting for having never done it i can only assume it's video because games, of video yeah. games and not just like specifically like, like doom guns are doom really too <laughs> like is, is it's just a point and click really from what i understand yeah um i don't think i've had i don't think any actual like skills from video games really exactly translate i guess maybe like I mean, from what I understand, is like people that play a lot of video games often generally have better hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye um, coordination. I, 
I do know that, so, like, I would say that playing video games led me to do this, like, to have a podcast. If I didn't play video games, I probably would not have a podcast. And having a podcast has, um, like, I'm way better at public speaking now. I'm way better at presenting things. Um, I'm way better at just, like, sitting down and talking about a subject for a half hour or 45 minutes. Um, So, you know, I have those skills. Um, I learned audio editing because of podcasting. I learned a lot of video editing because of, of podcasting. Um, I know a lot about podcasting because of podcasting. So like I have like actual marketable work skills, um, because I played video games, which led me to podcasting. So, but that's, I have no skills at all. That's all right. Especially marketable marketable ones. (laughs) You could be on another person's podcast. I mean, Who's, someone's. I'm someone's. Someone's. It's not, it's not, people aren't beating down the door like, "Hey, can we get the the guy who apparently just <laughs> looks at Twitter all the time while he's doing a podcast?" Yeah, maybe one. what you've learned is improv skills. Call you can uh, no, you can come no. into an hour and a half podcast knowing nothing about what we're going to talking talk about and still like be a productive <laughs> member of this podcast. You've seen how well that works about half the time. <laughs> All right, next question from Triple Trouble 88, my delightful son. He wants to know uh, your feelings on the 1999 cinematic masterpiece, The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. What are your feelings on The Mummy? It's fine. <laughs> it's fan. It's, it's a good movie that spawned terrible movies. Terrible movies and. I, I constantly look at Rachel Weiss in that movie and go like, did she become a different person? Because she looks nothing like... D- does she look completely different now than she... I mean, obviously it was 20 some odd years ago. But does she look like completely different in every other movie you've seen? Um, Yeah, probably. I think I think that was that yeah. was a very, uh, a very peak moment for her. Um, probably Anne Brandon yeah. Fraser. Um, I'm a huge fan of that movie though. Like I absolutely adore The Mummy. Um, I actually quite like The Mummy too as well. Um, everything after that was kind of downhill. Um, so what do you think about the uh, Scorpion King in it's The not Mummy too? Great. Not. It's not good CGI. Good, I think right? that that's actually the worst part about that is that the CGI, like seeing The Mummy in 1999. Um, and then, like, because 1999 was a time where you watched video uh, not watched video games, where you watched movies on DVD, and that DVD came with behind-the-scenes stuff, um, seeing how much of that movie was CGI, like, blew my mind. Like, blew 1999 Cliff's mind. Like, holy cow, it looks so real. You're like, holy crap, that, that mummy windstorm or sandstorm was yeah. CGI? No, it, it actually... W- I assume that it was wasn't practical. even that. It was more like a lot of the like background stuff. Um, it was one of the first movies yeah. I saw that used like just huge green screens to, to you know, like background in a ton of things. Um, Which is interesting. Let me. I wonder what came first, that or Phantom Menace. Yeah, I don't know. Um, to me, like though at the time, I remember seeing that movie in the theater and just being blown away by how good that movie looked. Um, to the point of where I watched, I mean, I've watched that in the last six months probably, and it still holds up pretty well, uh, especially the first one. Um, it still looks really good. So I don't know. I, I think he's he's just like, he's playing off the bumper sticker, the, you know, honk if you love, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I, I've thought about buying that bumper sticker. I like that movie enough. So 
cheap free games. They both came out like the almost same, same really? day. So the mummy was May seventh, and Phantom Menace was May nineteenth. Wow, really? Yeah, those huh, are real interesting. Close. Yeah, loved loved the mummy. Um, I would say I've grown to appreciate the Phantom Menace. Um, I I did not like it like the first two or three. Don't ask me how many times I saw it in the theater. Um, it took me actually. The funny thing is, it was a lot. I uh, I've seen it twice now, um, which is less than you. Oh, um, I it. I saw it opening night. <laughs> I saw it about ten years ago in the theater when they re-released it, and seventeen times. That's a that's lot. How many times that's I saw a it in lot, the Paul. <laughs> Uh, I really liked it back then, and um, also I would just leave school and go watch. Uh, the you know, I think like back then it was a little bit easier too. Like like dollar theaters were way more of a thing. Like, oh uh, no, I saw it at Hollywood. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But like also uh, like just movie tickets were cheaper. Um, I saw the third Harry Potter movie like seven or eight times in the theater. I think yeah. I was 17, I think. I'm like 90. That's what sticks out in my head. wrong with that? Lot, I saw it a lot. lot. Um, but yeah, no, I saw it about 10 years ago. And it, it was way better than I remembered it being. Um, I, I maintain that The Phantom Menace, if it wasn't a Star Wars movie, would have been remembered as a pretty good sci-fi movie. Um, yeah. It It is a good movie in world building um, for what it did for Star yeah. Wars. Um, it uh, has its moments. It gave us Ewan McGregor as yeah, Obi Wan, which is fantastic casting. Uh, it gave us Qui Gon Jinn. It gave us a lot of like really cool characters. The pod racing um, was I, dope. I like pod racing. Know, it was. Yeah. Um. It. Uh, I've always said that like Star Wars excels in that the movies are not necessarily fantastic but the extended yeah, yeah. world outside of those movies like read books around when that takes place you're like yeah. oh it's really cool you know like watch the, star wars the, rebels the prequels, or, uh, yeah the prequels are cool but uh clone, clone wars, wars yeah. and rebels are way better and, i think we can all admit now too you know, that uh uh jar jar Binks might have been kind of racist like just just a smidge yeah, you know a little, smidge, bit, little bit like, racist more or less so than water <laughs> hey i'm a big hook nose creature i like to i like the money also problem also problematic oh, oh okay <laughs> also problematic <laughs> uh, well what do you do all right cheap free games uh epic games is getting uh two games this week one is called rising hell which is a vertical platformer roguelite so it's literally a game where you just it's like it's like that level in contra where you're just going up um i don't i don't know like rogue light excuse me rogue light is always kind of a we'll see for me uh slain back from hell is a heavy metal in hey, oh do you nice game. have you played it yeah is it good Oh, it is a heavy metal inspired arcade combat with puzzle elements and gore galore. Um, so, yeah. you know, it has the most metal soundtrack you've ever heard. Ever, Colby. The most metal. I mean, like, Doom exists. Man, the Doom soundtrack is so good, too. Like, 
I just listen to that all the time. It's great. Uh, Game Pass this month is getting a bunch of stuff. Uh, Chivalry 2 came out today, I believe. It is a uh, multiplayer first-person slasher inspired by epic medieval movie battles. Um, medieval Dynasty. Uh, let's see. that Chivalry 2 is cloud console and PC. Med- medieval Dynasty is uh, console only. It is coming out October 6th, so it'll come out on Thursday. Um, in Medieval Dynasty, you take on the role of a young man who has fled from war and wants to take his fate into his own hands. Um, from being alone, inexperienced, and poor, you will develop into the master of many skills, a leader of your community, and the founder of a proud, prosperous dynasty. Yeah, real life. D- didn't happen to me that way. Uh, October 6th, also, you're going to get The Walking Dead, the complete first season, which I was not a fan of. Um, you'll also get The Walking Dead Season 2. Um, those are both on PC, October 6th. Um, I never... I didn't like the first one enough to think maybe I should play the second one. I listened to another podcast. Um, How dare you? I know. I mean, it's a video game one. I like, I listen to a lot of other, other podcasts. Is it better than ours? uh, Oh yeah. Um, Way more professional. Like I would guess that they're, neither of them are probably looking at Twitter. Neither of them are clicking on Epic right now to download those games. Nothing like that. Um, But like the way they talk about uh, Telltale Games. But The Walking Dead. Specifically The Walking Dead is I'm like what did I miss? (laughs) Like like, I've heard that so many times that like you know oh it's just this great game and you know the specifically they were talking about Mass Effect and you know the the branching you know kind of thing and how like the Telltale Games did that way better and stuff I'm like did they? Like yeah it didn't matter in Mass Effect but sure shit didn't matter in you know walking dead either like we had three people who played it and we all got the same ending like that dude died no matter what like it does not matter if i take food from the car it does not matter if i don't take food from the car the ending's the same like yeah there's little things here and there that are different but like how is that any different than mass effect uh you know there are little things here and there that are different depending on which choices you choose and i i've heard that you know so many people talk about the walking dead and you know like oh it's just this amazing storytelling thing i'm like am i dumb (laughs) like i mean i am but like what 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 am i missing in that game that everyone else seems to get to me it was just like like there were the foreshadowing was so thick that i always knew it was going to happen in the next five minutes i'm Uh like there's no and you're like, well, maybe I can change it. You're nope. Like, no. Yeah. It's just weird. No. Super weird. Anyway, season one and two are free on PC on October 6th. Uh, October 11th on Cloud and Console, you can get Costume Quest, which is actually a very, very, very good game. It's a... Uh, I'm actually... I was telling my wife about this game the other day. I might have her play it with me because it is co- it is couch co-op. Um, it's like a kind of a light RPG set at Halloween, which is a lot of fun. There's not a lot of Halloween games, so check that out. October 11th. Um, also, on October 11th is Eve Evil. E- I-, I believe Evil. Uh, betray your friends and lie your way to victory in the multiplayer social deduction game Evil. Find yourself in a village riddled by a series of murders. Murders. Some say it might have been you, or was it? Convince others you're not a murderer to stay alive. So kind of a Among Us kind of. Uh, game, but with more murder, I guess. Um, I'm like 98% sure that Coral Island is coming into early access on PC on October 11th. It's a kind of Stardew Valley-esque game. Um, 
I did kickstart it, <laughs> which is I think I'm like if if if, if uh, the Jan Silent Bob game comes to uh, Game Pass, I will be like three for three on games I have kickstarted that just ended up on Game Pass anyway. Um, Coral Island, it's also like really diverse. It's got a lot of like. Um, uh, like diversity in the people you can play, diversity in the people you can date, um, a lot of LGBTQ themes, I believe. So it looks great. Like I bought two copies of it so me and my kid could play together. But apparently you can also play it um, couch co-op. So I don't know. Check that out on October 11th. Um, Dyson Sphere Program, which actually just sounds like I'm buying a new vacuum, <laughs> comes out on PC October 13th. Uh, build the most efficient intergalactic factory in space simulation strategy game, Dyson Sphere Program. Is this made I don't by Dyson? Know, probably. <laughs> um, the, what they're doing, oh, man, this is brilliant, Cole. What they're doing is they're they're like build a very efficient factory to manufacture. Things like vacuums and fans and hand dryers. How efficient can you make this? We'd be very interested to see about efficiency. No, we're not using this to build our next factory. Uh, Scorn comes out October 14th. That actually got pulled up, which is weird. That doesn't happen very often. It was supposed to come out the 21st. It's not coming out the 14th. That's that like HR Geiger-based horror gross-out fest. Um it looks very interesting. Um, I don't know how much I'll play that, but it looks interesting. Um, a Plague Tale Requiem is coming out, uh, cloud console and PC on October 18th. This is, I believe, the sequel. Yeah, sequel to uh, Plague Tale Innocence, yes. um, which I heard was good, like had some kind of weird stuff around it, but was yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be really good, but it's a lot of sneaky yeah. sneaky. And you know how I'm so sneaky. against sneaky sneaky. Um, let's see what else we got coming out. Uh, Norco, go ahead. So Dyson Sphere program is made by youth cat studio, youth cat studio, which this is the only game they've ever made as far as I can tell, which I think that this is just some sort of, it was made by Dyson <laughs> who has some sort of weird, we made a studio. So it doesn't look like Dyson is making love that. this. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's that's Makes my headcanon now. Um, Norco is coming out October twentieth. Um, that is coming to consoles. Um, it was. Yeah. Okay. I'm like I. I swear that it was already out. But yeah, I'm like, it was yeah, previously on PC. on PC. I beat that game, and it is just fantastic. It's probably the best like point and click adventure game I've played in the last. I don't play a lot of them, so that would be a really terrible thing to say, but. Yeah. I've I've downloaded on my PC it's and I'll wait so until good. October It is so it. good. Like the storytelling is just fantastic. It's set in this kind of like I don't want to say post-apocalyptic because it doesn't feel like it's set that far in the future. Um, like it's definitely set in the future, but like 2040, not like you know 3020. Um, uh, set yeah. in like in like Louisiana. Um, just good like good like gothic southern horror real good really like i just can't say enough good things about that game um playstation 5 royal is coming out october 21st 
Uh, Gunfire Reborn is coming out October 27th, and Signalis is coming out October 27th. We'll have more information on those as they get a little bit closer. Uh, this month on Xbox Games with Gold, you're only getting two games because they do not give away 360 games anymore. Uh, you, but you can get Windbound um, all of this month, and then Bomber Crew Deluxe Edition starting on the 15th. Uh, PlayStation Plus is getting Hot Wheels Unleashed. Which looks good. That game looks that really game looks good. Awesome. Um, it's getting Injustice Two, so a little bit of an old fighting game, and Super Hot, which is I don't know how Super. Have you played Super Hot not in VR call? A little bit. Was it was it good? Um, because yeah. in VR, it's like one of the most intense experiences I've ever had. Um, like I will not. I am not lying when I said the first time I got shot in that game, I literally, like, a dude turned around and just shot me square in the chest, and I literally grabbed my chest. It was that, like, <laughs> that real. Um, I come out of that game just, like, sweating and panting because it's so just, like, it's not real because, I mean, you're fighting against, like, red glass monsters, um, but it feels very, very real. Very good game. Um, so I guess, I don't know, try it on PlayStation Plus. Uh, Prime Gaming this month. Uh, this is if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can tie your your um, Twitch to it, I think, which is weird, but whatever. Um, and you can get Fallout 76, which it's not bad. Uh, Total War, Warhammer Woo. 2, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War, which is a great game. Um, Glass Masquerade Origins, Loom, Heroes Hour, and Horus. Um, and finally, if you have forgotten that Netflix has video games, um, Colby got his first Netflix ad served him the other day saying like, hey, y'all, we have video games. Yay. Uh, you can get Spiritfarer this month, which is the best and saddest game oh. you will ever play. Like if you ever, you know, I'm not one of these people, but I know people every once in a while like, man, I just wanted to watch that sad movie or read that sad book and have a good cry, which I am. I've never said that because I don't ever want to have a good cry. But if you're one of those people like, man, Spiritfarer is the game for you. It'll just make you sad over and over and over and over over again absolutely fantastic so just play that game and then go on yeah. the fireflies man rough rough game but fantastic both colby and i beat it last year i want to say definitely worth playing uh i think that is it for this week do you have anything else you want to you want to chat about cole we could talk about grave of the fire i don't know what that is what is it uh it is a miyazaki uh Studio oh, Ghibli is it movie. sad? I'm yes. not going to watch that then. I don't, I don't like sad movies, Cole. You could watch uh, My Neighbor. Is, he, is that the one with like, the big it's fat sad. bunny guy? Uh, cat. Whatever. It's uh, cat, cat bus. What? It's a cat bus? Yeah, it's a cat bus. I guess I should watch that movie. I, I didn't I didn't realize that it was a, a bus. Do you, do you still yeah, have HBO? Maybe. It's on HBO. Right, check it out. All the Studio Ghibli things is except Grave of the Fireflies. Oddly, the only one I've ever seen is the fish one, Pogo, Ponyo, uh, yeah, Ponyo. and it was Ponyo. super weird. I did not understand that movie at all. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's all right. Um, is the cat bus movie make more sense? I mean, I did just use the word cat yeah, bus, yes. so <laughs> yeah. All right, so go watch some some high quality Japanese animation on HBO Max 
Um, yep. Except for the sad Firefly movie, which no one should watch. Not on Not it anyway, on. so don't watch that. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Anyway, we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at BiteMePodcast.com. Big shout out to Rich for making that website continue to have content. Uh, you can go to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.com slash BiteMePodcast and keep up with us there. You can uh, be a patron for us on Patreon.com slash BiteMePodcast. You can join or support our Extra Life team at BiteMePodcast.com slash Extra Life. You can, there's one more, come and hang out on our Discord, BiteMePodcast.com slash. There's no Nazis, as far as I know. <sighs> I don't think there are any. Um, Looking yeah. at you, Rich. Uh, both of them. Both of them are suspect. Um, I, I don't believe there are any Nazis there. Um, and if there were, we would, we would, we would, it, it would be. Debate them. In the marketplace in, uh, of ideas. <laughs> or yes. would it be like whatever's happening to the try guys right now where we just never speak of them again? <laughs> like. Who are the Try Guys? I literally do not know. Like, I hear this big thing. Ooh, what are the Try Guys? I'm like, think, yes. am I that old? Like, I've literally never heard of these I guys I believe before. they are all, all ex-BuzzFeed employees um, that, okay. like, I think made it big on YouTube, maybe. Um, but they just, like, had inked a deal with, uh, like, the Cooking Network, I want to say. I, I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm really not sure, Call. I'll be honest. Um okay. I don't know. It, it's it's bad, I guess. I, I the the one who was cheating on his wife was like really known as a wife guy, whatever that means. Um I guess. Oh, <laughs> the failure of bad. wife guys. Anyway, um it'll be just like that though. Like we'll 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 kick them right out. Um, call, say, say, say something. Uh, bite me. Good enough for me. Bite me.